Hi, welcome to that pond girl podcast, a podcast that's designed around pond and lake questions, education, a place for HOA managers, board members, and community members to ask questions, to get answers, and to understand a little bit more about their ponds or lakes or stormwater systems, anything freshwater, essentially. I'm your host, Sonia Wixom, aka That Pond Girl. That Pond Girl got its name from being in the CAI community where everyone, when they need something that's pond or lake related, they're like, oh yeah, you should talk to that pond girl. That pond girl. Who's that pond girl? That is me. I'm the pond girl. And so here I've created a resource that allows uh, those types of people, anyone really, but centrally focused on HOA managers and the people that they deal with on a day-to-day basis, where they can ask questions and share their experiences, successes, and failures with pond and lake management. So it's a resource that everybody can hear and listen to and um, learn from, as well as pure entertainment. That's what we're here for. So a little bit about me as your host. I think that it's important that you know what kind of background I come from and um, what kind of experience I have. That way you know what I know, kind of. And um, we're on this journey together. If there's something I don't know, I'm going to find out for you. Don't worry. I'll do the work for you. So a little bit more about me. I actually grew up in upstate New York, uh, upstate, not in the city. That's why I don't have an accent, which I get a lot from the people down here in Texas. I don't have an accent because I grew up in Ithaca, New York, which is um, a college town where Cornell University is from, as well as Ithaca College. And it's actually located, Ithaca is at the very base of Cayuga Lake, which is one of the center finger lakes. Cayuga and Seneca are the two ones in the middle. Seneca is longer and deeper, but Cayuga is just as nice. And it's right next door. So that's the lake that I grew up on. They're oriented north and south. They look like fingers. They're actually made by glaciers. So that's very interesting, a little different than what it is here in Texas. Um, and when I was younger on this farm that I grew up on, my parents built a pond. They dug it out, um, with excavators when I was probably like five, they started doing that. They made it super deep. I watched it all happen. I was there every day and, uh, filled it in, cut into a stream to fill it in and they stocked fish. And I spent every day at that pond, uh, loving it, living it. Me and three of my brothers, um, played a lot of, uh, a lot of chicken, a lot of diving competitions, a lot of, Hey, can you swim down to the bottom on one breath and grab a handful of rocks just to prove you were on the bottom type of thing. Um, we actually used to stack hay during the summer as most farmers do, um, to sell and to store for ourselves. And the only way to get clean after a day of hay is jumping in that pond. There's no way that four kids and two adults were going to shower in the showers in our house with all that hay plugging up our drains. So yes, um, the pond was a source of that. And if our friends wanted to come over and swim, 
Well, they had to stack hay too. So it was a source of joy for me growing up. Everything, freshwater, fishing in the pond, catching frogs in the pond, um, fireworks during, you know, the big celebrations of uh, holidays over the pond. Uh, Just a really beautiful, tranquil place that I hold near and dear to my heart. And if you're ever in Ithaca, New York, let me know. Maybe I'll fly up. We can go visit the pond together. My dad actually just made it a little bit deeper and added some more features. So it's all updated and ready for some visitors. Um, and then I went to community college after I graduated high school, I went to community college and I thought I wanted to be a nurse or an EMT. I really liked helping people. And I, it was typical. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I started college at 17 and, um, took some courses gen eds just to see what I wanted to do. And I actually really enjoyed the time that I spent with the, um, biology chair at the time, Kelly Wessel and his other colleagues that were teaching the environmental science program, uh, courses. I just thought it was so interesting, mainly, um, the ethics course and some other biology intro courses that that's actually like, "Mm, this science is really what is driving me is really interesting to me. And then I decided, um, to go to ESF based on that, which is the, um, state university of New York school college of environmental science and forestry. It's actually the number one environmental school in the country. I didn't know that until graduation. So that's exciting. Uh, and then when I was there, I actually, um, did a few different jobs, work study positions, college lifestyle, whatever to feed myself. I worked in the biology lab for a little bit, the dendrology lab for a little bit. I was a paid note taker. Uh, My favorite lab I worked in was I did do a semester in the limnology lab for Kimberly Schulz. And um, that was fun to just, just to be there and just to get some experience And then uh, the biggest takeaway I had for my undergrad experience was I was an undergrad teaching assistant for Dr. Sarah Von Hoff in natural resources and American history. And I'm not a history person, but that was a very great class. And I have a lot of fun facts as well as interest still to this day from that course. So if you're ever at ESF, I suggest you take that course too. And this is where I really learned that I love to teach. I got to develop my first 50 minute lecture and give it semester after semester for her. I even came back as a guest lecturer and gave that lecture for her on (laughs) the devil in the white city, which is a book about America's first serial killer, as well as, uh, the world's fair in Chicago in 1893. Um, also a great book. If you want to take a read on that, um, I have two copies. I'm willing to lend one out, not both, but just one. So that's where I learned that I really like teaching. I really like understanding the information, synthesizing it for myself, reworking it so that others understand as well. And then after my time at ESF, that was, I graduated in May of 2016, I did the summer program of uh, AmeriCorps in Vermont. So I moved to Vermont for the summer, just a quarter term member. And I served uh, the youth of mostly Burlington to Virgins, Vermont, 
um, on Lake Champlain. So I was taking kids out uh, with the Lake Champlain Maritime Museum in Virgins, Vermont. I was teaching them boating skills, fishing skills, uh, fish identification. We went out in, on long boats, canoes, um, powered boats, as well as we had some um, underwater remote controlled vessels where there was a camera. So we got to see what was going on underneath the water and we didn't have to scuba. We did scuba with some students. We did snorkeling with a bunch of other ones, swimming, everything water related. We did with those youths and I loved that summer. It was such a good, enriching, rewarding summer. And then after that summer, again, with the teaching thing, I really loved teaching, but I really loved this fresh water. And I decided towards the end of the summer to apply to grad school. And I knew somebody that was in this program and they said it was great. So I applied to um, another state university of New York college at Oneonta in Oneonta, New York. And it was a master's in lake management, which everyone says that they've never heard of that degree before or that program. And we are the only ones, SUNY Oneonta is the only one that has that. It's a two-year program thesis or professional track where you could either get a master's of science or a master's of professional science. So I chose the master of science track. So I wrote a thesis. I wrote a lake management plan that essentially turned out to be a wetland management plan because the body of water that they thought was a lake is actually a state and federally federally protected wetland. So there was a lot of education that I wrote about a lot of education that I did during my time at that thesis site, as well as I was a graduate teaching assistant. So I taught biology labs multiple times a week, as well as I did some lecturing, some guest lecturing, uh, for multiple courses based on my interests and my abilities. I really enjoyed teaching in addition to my graduate teaching experience. I also had part-time jobs within the college. So I would take kids out on Otsego Lake in Cooperstown. So if you've ever been to the baseball hall of fame, or you have kids that are going to the baseball hall of fame during the summer to compete, that's in Cooperstown. That's where I lived. Beautiful historic city, a lot of things to do there. And, um, so I used to take kids out on field trips on the lake or up on the property that we had through the college. So we'd go through a forest tour or a pond tour, depending. Um, I would teach them all about limnology and why the water looks the way it does. We would do some, um, turbidity readings. We'd find some phytoplankton. They'd get to do an Ekman dredge where they pull up materials from the bottom at Seagull Lake. When I was working, we used a sucky disc to drop it down into the water with a line that was marked on it. So we could see how far the light penetrated into the water. And people here didn't believe me when I said it was 30 meters of, of visibility. 30 meters is roughly 99 feet. And here in Texas, because of the way that the watersheds are, that's not really that possible to get that amount of clarity, but just know it was 30 meters up in Otsego Lake. But I really enjoyed that. I love teaching. We did some continuing education courses. So some local community colleges and local um, adult 
centers came and we took them out on the lake and taught them about lake ecology. I just love teaching and talking to a variety of audiences. And so that was a really great outlet for me to be able to do that as well as I was serving tables, uh, as a college student on the lake at the blue mango grill. Again, if you go to Cooperstown for baseball, check it out. That's the only restaurant that you can sit on the lake and eat. You can even pull a boat up and park it and eat. Uh, so talking to people there about lake ecology, as well as I was a boat ramp boat launch inspector for aquatic invasive species from 5am until noon, uh, most days of the week. So if you launched your boat out on that seagull Lake in the summer of 2015, I was the boat launch attendant that you saw. No, not 2015, 2017, the weekend, the, the summer of 2017 during grad school. Yep. I gotta get my timeline, right? So yes, that, um, that was, some um, really, really good experience talking to the public about, uh, things that I had extensive knowledge on as well as offering solutions and, and education and just to be nice and give a smile. Um, it was valuable and New York spends a lot of money on boat launch stewards so that people who are operating their boats don't go from water body to water body and spread aquatic invasive species. Most of the ponds that we deal with here in DFW area, especially in the HOA uh, world of things, there's not really a boat launch. There's not really a lot of boats out there. So that might not be something you have a lot of education on. And if you want education on it, just let me know that pond girls got you. So after that, after my time at grad school, I, towards my end of grad school, I actually got on the board of directors for an organization called women of aquatics. Women of aquatics is a non-for-profit organization centraled around the aquatics field and keeping women in it. So a lot of times they see women coming up through undergrad and graduate programs and they're active at these conferences, um, at the workshops, they're active, but then once they graduate, they don't see them in the working field anymore. And they wonder where do these, where do these girls go or where do these women go? And so women of aquatics is really an organization that is focused around keeping women engaged in a man's world because aquatics and fisheries, are typically male dominated industries. I saw it a lot in graduate school, as well as at conferences. I spoke at national conferences, a few of them, um, as well as I won some educational awards for some of those conferences for videos that I've made with my partners, Alexis Tamborello, shout out to you. You're great. And, um, it's a really great industry to be in but we're just trying to keep women in it. So I joined actually as a student director, I just hit them up one day. Um, I saw them at a conference. I went to a luncheon and I was just hungry. I just want another step, another, what can I do? How can I get involved? And they were so gracious. I got involved instantly. I might get emotional because it's a very touching topic to my heart that I want to inspire others just the way I was inspired. 
Hey, there might not be swearing in this podcast, but there will be tears. I'm sure. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so I'm still on the board of directors. Actually, I use those connections to help me get out of New York. So I was in New York during the pandemic. I was teaching agriculture, love teaching still, but I was teaching middle school agriculture, um, which I enjoyed because that, that time seventh and eighth grade is such a significant time in our lives. Even if you don't remember it now, it was a very significant time that a lot of development happens, uh, personally, interpersonally, and that allowed me to, to be a positive role model model in that space. So I was teaching and then the pandemic hit things shut down. Teaching just wasn't the same. Even when we got back in the classroom, it wasn't the same. I was teaching and finished up my thesis, defended my thesis right before COVID hit. So I was just kind of still in that position, even though I had the ability to move about and do something in my field. Um, I didn't want to be an applicator and I didn't know anything about sales really. So I felt like my ability was limited in the aquatics field. And then I reached out to all my connections with women aquatics. And actually the person I was dating at the time got a job opportunity in Dallas. And I was like, wow, Dallas might be fun. I have Renard's disease. So I was excited to be someplace where it was warm most of the time. And the sun came out a lot more than in New York. So I used my women of aquatics connections, uh, shout out to Amy Kay and Emily Griffith. Uh, and I found legitimately the perfect company for me. It's a small company that needed some marketing help. And I don't know anything about marketing, but I do know the background and the science for lake management, which if you know science and you can communicate it, that is a double whammy that is not very um, universal. It's not a very known skill of how to communicate science to a variety of of, uh, audiences. And that's what I've been doing since my time at undergrad, really. So I got the perfect opportunity in the perfect place. And so now that's exactly what I get to do. I get to do education. I get to do lunch and learns. I get to go to conferences. I get to speak at a variety of different events. I get to go to trade shows. I get to go to luncheons. I get to take people to lunch to talk to them about whatever they want to talk about. So I'm just super excited to share what I know and to learn what I don't know and to help people find answers for what they want to know, as well as to share what works and what doesn't in this area. I'm still figuring it out. I have a team here at Pond Medics that is super capable of teaching me, but the best teacher are the people that are living it, that are excited about what they've been doing, frustrated with what they've been doing. They say failure is the best teacher. Mm, I don't know what, how that quote actually goes. Maybe that's it. I'm going to say that's it because every time I've failed, I've learned. And then I put into practice and maybe next time I don't fail. Then maybe I fail again. And then I learn some more. And I think that that's, that's the best way that humans learn. 
So I hope that uh, you're excited as I am for this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the next episode that's on the way. And if you would like to get involved, if you'd like to be interviewed, if you'd like to share your thoughts, you can hit me up. My email is S-O-N-J-A at pondmedics.com, which is spelled P-O-N-D-M-E-D-I-C-S. Can't wait to hear from you. Have a good day.